and it is July 21st, 2020. We are recording with Todd Packer. Todd, if you could tell us when you were at the radio station and what you did there. Thanks, Brian. Let me tell you about when I joined the radio station. It was uh, actually the uh, spring semester of uh, 93 uh, is when I joined the radio station. I had transferred into Hofstra as a, as a transfer student. So it was actually my uh, second year of college. Um, uh, so I got kind of a late start. But uh, so I started in 93, um, spring semester, uh, joined the radio station. Um, and um, the first thing I did was uh, working on the uh, local band show. That was like the first real job I had um, beyond just being, you know, having an on-air slot, um, of course. And um, I did that for the entirety of, of, uh, of my time at uh, WRHU, which uh, was through 96. And um, uh, after uh, the first year, um, at the station, then I was uh, the program operations director, so I was Todd the Pod uh, for a year, and uh, which I took over from Don Dressler. In case you're wondering about the lineage, that's that's how it happened. Um, and then in my final year, uh, I was music director, which was really the job that I always wanted. Um, I also produced um, the. Um, the uh, alternative show um, and Sunday night. Um, I forget what show was on before Sunday night, but at some point it was uh, who was it? Uh, Artie the Chicken Head was on Sunday night or something, and then he then he graduated. I, I can't remember what happened, but um, then we did Anarchy. I produced Anarchy on Sunday nights, which was really just a, a lazy. Um, show because we couldn't come up with any good ideas. So we said, well, we'll just do whatever we want and we'll call it anarchy. And aren't we so creative? So I think that show is still running even. Do you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we should check that out. Were there uh, particular shows that you engineered or produced or worked on other than the ones you listed? Uh, yeah, actually I, I did uh, as part of my, uh, requirements you know you had to do some extra work you couldn't just do the fun stuff there were these terrible people running the radio station who were so mean to me as a as a college student who just wanted to be creative um but i worked on uh, tony jackson's irish country uh actually uh, he had a three-hour show so i did um the second two hours and i believe i took over um at the same time will shelley and or Jen Murphy, nay, Jen Murphy Packer, um, were also working on the show at the same time. So I did Tony Jackson's Irish Country for at least a year, maybe two years. Um, and uh, that was probably the only um, community show that I worked on uh, outside of my duties as, uh, as a program operations director where I would you know, queue up all the pre-recorded shows and and uh, and make sure that they were they were on air. Um, I didn't really produce those shows. I just transported the tapes to where they needed to be. 
I'm sure we'll talk more about that job later on in another session, but I want to concentrate now on your early days at Hofstra Radio. What was it that you brought that brought you down to the basement of Memorial Hall? And what was it like? Do you remember anybody in particular? Do you remember what it looked like, what it sounded like? What was your first impression? Uh, I remember it very clearly, um, although I'm sure the other people involved remember it differently as, as they usually do. Um, no, actually, I, I was in the first, I guess the first TV production class that you would take as a, as a, as a communications uh, major um, with uh, Professor Vern LeCount. And in that class was, uh, was Jen Murphy. She was uh, a fellow student and she mentioned on the first day of class that she worked at the radio station. And, um, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of, um, uh, you know, as a transfer student and I didn't live on campus. So I didn't really know that many people um, outside of my friends that I had uh, um, gone to high school with who were also Hofstra students. I didn't have a lot of sort of Hofstra friends. And, uh, you know, it just sounded like an interesting, um, you know, kind of thing. I mean, I was obviously already in the communications, so I was already doing TV production, and I was interested in radio. Um, but uh, uh, I don't think there were any like, well, there were radio classes, but in the beginning, you didn't, it wasn't something that you really took. So, um, you know, I kind of at the end of class, I asked her about it. And she said, Yeah, it's really awesome. It's, you know, it's a lot of fun. We do all these great things. Um, you should really come down. There's going to be like, you have to join a class to get on the air and, and learn announcing. And, and, um, and uh, you know, so I just kind of followed her down to this, you know, dungeon under, um, under, <laughs> under the cafeteria. And, um, you know, I walked in and I'll tell you exactly, it was, it was, uh, it was late in the day. So there really, classes were pretty much done uh, or at least the day classes were pretty much done. And there was really nobody in the office um, other than Scott Smolev. He was the only person in the office. So he was, the, so, so I met Jen and then I met Scott Smolev. And I thought I immediately made the, the, the incorrect assumption that they were dating. Um, which I held um, for about a, a couple days. I was sure I was like, "Oh, they, they must be dating," and it was it was it was not because of Jen. It was purely because of Scott and his his general um, his general attitude, which I then realized was it was it was just the way he was as a as a his personality. So um, you know, no no disrespect there. But then. Um, so I met Scott and I thought, well, he's kind of an interesting guy. Um, I wonder what other, what other people I'll meet um, in, this, in this basement laboratory. Um, but uh, I, so I came back, I think the next day or, or it was definitely next day or so, I came back, there was a meeting and they got to get a sign up, you got to take a class. Um, and, uh, and of course you were there because you were you were station manager, I think. If it was 93, I would have been program director. Program, okay, so you were program director and then after the, the right, so Wait. you were program director, right? No, I think you're right. You were program director and, and, and Kathy was station manager. Mm -hmm. 
at the time. And then, um, so I remember the two of you and I can't remember who else was, was involved. Probably, I'm sure Scott was involved and, and uh, I'm sure there were other people involved, but I remember you in particular, you know, you were kind of running the meeting um, at the time. And, we, and there were not many of us in the class because it was a spring semester, right? So it wasn't the beginning of the year. There's probably only half a dozen people who showed up, uh, myself included. Um, but so, you know, yeah, I take this class, so I, I sign up, I come back like the next week, maybe for, the, for, for one of the first, you know, announcer classes, you know, how to announce, which was really just Kathy, uh, Kathy Wurzberger, for all those who don't know who I'm talking about, um, admonishing us uh, to pronounce uh, W as W and not W. Not it wasn't W, it was W. So it was it was like that was like hours of class to do that, um, as I recall. I could be I could be completely misremembering that, but that's that in my brain that's what I remember. Um, so I came down for the first class. And um, uh, it was being held in the um, in the in the production studio, the multi-track production studio. And I walked in, and and you, and Kathy, and Scott Smolev, and and maybe some other people were there too. And you said, "Oh, we're not going to do the class today because we're just doing this other thing." And uh, and I and uh, but you can kind of hang out if you want. And uh, and that was the infamous. A purgatory of mastication fake PSA that I walked in on. Yes. Isn't that amazing? We and, canceled and he, an announcing class? Yeah, because you wanted to have some fun and do a do a fake PSA in multi-track. I'm pretty and, sure we did that in the listen, two-track studio. Listen, first of all, Everything that I'm saying is 100% correct. My memory is infallible, mm. so mm. I don't want to. I don't want to say you're wrong. But you might be right. It's possible. Um, but but it was definitely you and Scott. Um, obviously, since Scott's on the PSA, I don't think um, he is. Uh, That's Koenig. Oh, and Koenig, yes, Koenig, Koenig was there too. I, That's right. Dave That's Koenig. right. Dave Koenig, he was there too. You're right. Um, so anyway, those were my first my first foray into WRHU, that's, that's how I was brought in, you know, with this, with this group of, of, of kids running the station because uh, Jeff was very sick and he was in the hospital and Sue was not around, Sue was not around at all because she was taking care of Jeff at the time. Um, and so you and, you know, Kathy and Scott and Dave and that whole crew were, were, were really keeping things running, um, at least when I first got there. Um, you know, it was, I, I didn't see, you know, a real adult for, you know, weeks at a time. So that was, that was, that was when I joined. That sounds um, about right. Yeah. So your announcing class obviously did wonderful things for you. Yeah. Got uh, rid of my got, got rid of my 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 long my Long Island accent. Really, yeah, really we, good. We were all there at one point or another. 
uh, <laughs> do you remember your engineering class? Uh, you know, I I, I vaguely rec- remember my en- my engineering class. I don't remember it that well, um, other than um, uh, someone who I will not name. I won't name names. Being uh, remarking that, that they were surprised that records have two sides. That's the only thing I remember. Um, and uh, I thought that was hilarious. And to this day, I say it to people for no good reason. Um, and, and I'm the only person who laughs at it. But, but that's what I remember about my engineering class um, in, the, in the basement of Memorial Hall. It was, um, you know, it wasn't a very, um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it wasn't a rigorous class. It was, it was what you needed to know to operate the, the board and to, uh, you know, and to get on air when you were going to be alone uh, running the, you know, running a show. Um, it was, it was, it was the basics of what you needed to learn um, so that you could start, um, you know, being uh, responsible to be on the air. Um, I, I do recall, actually, I was pretty, pretty excited because at that time, I'm, I don't, I'm sure they don't do this anymore, but at that time, there was some like FCC license thing that you had to fill out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was mostly just paperwork, right? You just like fill out this form, put your name on it, and then somebody signs off on it. It wasn't very, um, uh, 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 you know, in-depth uh, into the, you know, workings of the FCC to get your, you know, radio FCC license to be on the air. But I remember getting that piece of paper and feeling pretty, pretty good about myself. Um, and, and I, and, and even now I'm sad that I don't know where I put that, that, you know, slip of, you know, flimsy paper with my name on it from the FCC. It's actually um, more like cardstock cause I still have mine. Yeah. Well, there you go. See, so. I, I, I'll just, I'll have to steal yours. Hmm. Tell people I changed my name. Do you recall your first time? on the air for the first time you were running the ship by yourself? Uh, I do. I do remember the first time. Um, or I, I well, I, I hope that my memory of what I believe to be the first time is actually the first time. I mean, it, you know, it has been 20 a years. While. It's been a long time. Uh, so, you know, as, as usual, the new people get the worst jobs. Uh, and that's true of every business. And college radio is, is the same. So what's the worst possible slot, the worst possible job that you could have on any college radio station? And that's Sunday morning. Sunday morning, first shift. So I don't know what time we came on the air on Sunday. It was, it was either 7 or 9 a.m. It was probably 7? 9. 9? Nine? 9, okay. Um, you know, wh- whatever. It was, it was early on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're in college, so we're not going to bed at a normal time. Um, but that was, that was the job. It was, you know, go on Sunday morning. And it was very, very... Um, easy, uh, you know, really, it was an easy job. You know, you show up, 
you turn the lights on, you, you, you know, you power everything up, you know, you follow the instructions. I could do it. It was easy. Um, and then basically you announce, you know, at the top of the hour, you're listening to WRHU 88.7 Radio Hofstra University. And you, you hit play on the, you know, on the reel to reel to play the first hour of, of recorded, um, you know, show for Sunday morning. And I don't know what show it was. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody smarter than me can, can figure out what's on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Um, but uh, so I start playing it and, you know, I think everything's just going awesome. Um, you know, 10, 15 minutes go in. And, um, you know, and I realize uh, because you could listen to, uh, you could listen to program or you could listen to uh, off the board, right? And I'm listening off the board and I, and I, I realize, oh, I got to listen. I should listen to be listening to program. And I flipped a program and I realized there's nothing on the air. There is nothing on the air. Why is there nothing on the air? Because I forgot that you normal the board at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. And then in the morning, you actually have to push the button to bus A on the fader for the reel-to-reel -to, -reel to get it to actually go out on air. And I have forgotten this important key step. And, you know, I, I panic because uh, my extensive FCC training has, has, has told me that there cannot be this much dead air, that I have broken an actual FCC rule. Yes, I have. And now for the first time, I'm admitting to you, Brian McKinley, my station manager or program director or whatever you were at the time, that, that all those years ago, I really, really, really screwed up on my first time. And, and I broke a, and I didn't, I've never told anybody other than you and my mother that I screwed up. Now my mother knew, cause she was listening that I had, that I had made a mistake, but she was very kind about it at the time. And, uh, and, and, and I, so I, I, I decided to just, you know, chalk it up to um, inexperience and, and I never made that mistake again. Um, by far. So that was my first time on the air. It was, it was a, it was a nerve wracking, um, harrowing event that so, I will never forget. So how did you rectify it? How did you fix the situation? Well, I, I quickly pushed the one button that I had forgotten to push, which then allowed the reel to reel program to actually go on the air. Mm -hmm. and um and and all was right in the world and you also make and, me nervous because when you did the station id just now yeah. you neglected i haven't to I, I haven't i haven't i haven't done that in 20 years so i don't remember if that's correct or not well it's, you need the cine it's no. the legal id is wrhu no. hempstead no. all the rest of the stuff is garnish <laughs> You know, the and and for this and many other reasons is why you were the best in the business at the time, by far. Of all the, of all the college, radio, um, program director slash station managers, in the greater Nassau County, Hempstead Village area, you were absolutely tops tops because nothing got by you nothing yeah. and and that's i'll never forget that
it was a, it was a less a good lesson to learn. So speaking of helpful people, yeah. you've mentioned Jen, Scott, mm-hmm. Kathy, myself. Yeah. Was there anybody mm-hmm. who stood out as well as being helpful or someone where you went, yeah, I'm going to do that or I'm not going to do that or. <clears throat> you know, there were there were a lot of I, I will say everybody at the scene. One great thing about uh, about the radio station, I'm going to mention some people and I'm going to forget. Ten more easily um, because everybody was so helpful. There were very, very few people that I ever said I, I shouldn't do what they're doing or they weren't helpful. I actually, I don't know anybody that wasn't helpful. Everybody was helpful. Um, you know, uh, that was a great thing about, about that radio station, um, that, that group of people, there was a real camaraderie. Um, everybody helped everybody. There was nobody that, that, that I felt um, I didn't want to be like. Um, so, but there were a lot of people who definitely helped. Um, you know, I, I was um, early on, um, you know, I got to listen to, you know, Will Shelley, right? I mean, he was probably the fifth person I met at the station. And, uh, you know, he was uh, like this just super smooth jazz announcer. And he really, he knew, he knew every, you know, every artist on every record. I, I you know, you know, I'd ask him a question and he would just know everything there was to know. And he, and I would watch him, um, you know, be on the air and it just, it just felt effortless when he was doing it. Um, you know, he was somebody, so I, I would, you know, I would try and emulate what he was doing. Um, but there were other people, you know, and, 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 and you know, certainly um, I think, uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, look, Dave Mock, um, you know, I don't know anybody who didn't meet him and hear him and not think, you know, there, there's somebody who really knows what he's doing. Um, you know, he was, he, he, so he was somebody, you know, a great person to know. Look, Dave Koenig, he was, he was uh, super funny um, in a way that I was never able to do, um, you know, genuinely funny on the air in a way that, that, that I always felt was, if I tried to do it, it came out very forced and unnatural. Um, you know, he would do things and, and I, you know, just little bits that I thought were hilarious. And, um, you know, so I actually, if anything, I said, well, I'm not going to do that because it, it's never going to come out that good. Um, you know, so he, certainly he was, uh, you know, somebody I spent, and I spent a lot of time just kind of listening to his show. He was on at a good hour. I think I must have had a, a break in between classes when he was doing his, uh, his uh, rock and roll oasis show. So I used to hang out in the studio with him a lot. Um, you know, he, he was a good person. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I just kind of thinking about it, you know, almost everybody was somebody who you could pick up from, um, you know, uh, I mean, I can't even think of one person, you know, who, who, um, who was bad on the air, uh, which is, which is a testament to, you know, to, to the people that we had and the training and the dedication to what we were doing. Um, you know, certainly, um, I'm, you know, I spent a lot of time, obviously, local band show. I did it every Friday uh, from seven to nine with Eric Hewler. And, um, 
you know, at the time, you know, Eric and I did it together and I really let Eric uh, take the lead on being the, you know, kind of the voice of the show. And I would kind of chime in um, whenever I felt like it, but he was really the announcer. Um, you know, he was the people that, people kind of knew him from that show. Um, and a lot of that was just because he was uh, a lot more comfortable um, you know, he was more natural on the air than I was. Uh, so it was easier for me to just kind of take a back, you know, backseat to him and really let him um, in, do a lot of the interviews um, because he was so, you know, he was good at doing interviews with, with these local musicians who, um, who, who, you know, I was very happy to talk to, but um, he was able to kind of interview them in a, in a, in a way that was more interesting that I, that I, than I thought I could do. Um, you know, so that he, he was another person. He was somebody that, you know, we were, um, you know, we started at the same time, we ended at the same time, you know, we, we, we worked together for, you know, three and a half years. I think actually you put us together, if mm -hmm. I recall correctly. I think you were like, well, we're going to do this show. You did like, maybe you did one week and you said, I don't really have time for this or, you know, this is a good idea, but you guys should do it. I don't remember what your reasoning was but you put Eric and I together and, uh, and we never, you know, we never questioned it and we never, we never looked back and we, and we never regretted it for one minute. So I'm, good, I'm glad good, to hear good that. on you. Yeah. It, it was an idea that I had and it was something that I didn't have the time to commit to. And I also didn't have the knowledge or the technical ability to do a lot of the things that were necessary for the show. And you guys were both very talented and interested and eager. And sometimes you just look and you go, yeah, that makes sense. That'll work. And you take a shot. Sometimes it doesn't work. And in that case, it really worked out really, really well. So mm -hmm. as we look back, it's easy to look, but it's not easy. It's, it's the vantage point that we have looking back. Can you go back in your mind to 19, 19-year-old, 19 Todd Packer and you walk in those first couple of days and you were taking the TV classes. What did you think? Did you think anything? What would this station, this environment mean to you? Uh, you know, it was a, so as a, as a, uh, you know, as a 19 year old with no real idea of what I was going to be doing, you know, Forget about, you know, after I graduated. I mean, I had no idea what I was going to be doing the next month. I had no real plans. Uh, the one thing uh, that I really felt about the station was, you know, it was always, it was like a, uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a, 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 a given, a touchstone in a certain respect where uh, I knew that uh, regardless of what I did, because you didn't have to be a communications major to work at the radio station. It was one of the things I liked about it, even though I was, um, you know, in that uh, program anyway, you didn't have to be, uh, which was something that I really liked. Unlike uh, working at, um, well, you know, there weren't too many other jobs in, in, in the communications department, but, it, you know, if you were going to do some of the TV production 
uh, work that, uh, that uh, you know, HTV did, that was part of a class of, you know, the communications department. The radio station, you could be on air and, um, you know, not be a communications uh, student. To me, that was, that was a, uh, you know, a very interesting part of the makeup of the, and it was part of the reason why I thought, you know, here's a group of people, uh, no matter what, uh, you can always come here and you're gonna find people who are here because they wanna be. Um, you know, it was a real dedication. And I would say for the first time, you know, look, I took, I took classes, but when I, class was over, I went home. Um, I wasn't big on, uh, you know, joining a lot of clubs or, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't pledge some, you know, fraternity. Um, that just, you know, it didn't interest me. So to find what essentially was this, this kind of, you know, you know, it was, it was more than a club, right? Because it was work, um, there was requirements, uh, but it, there was this huge um, sort of, you know, non-work part of it that, you know, you could go down and I would go down and, and hang out in the office and, you know, sit around reading, you know, radio broadcast magazine, whatever was on the shelf, because I just, I had no idea, you know, what, what was out there beyond, um, you know, what I'd seen in, 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 uh, you know, in the basement of Memorial Hall. So it, you could just kind of hang out and people would just kind of drift in and out. And, uh, but there was always somebody kind of, you know, it, different people, interesting people. Um, you know, you hung around long enough on Saturday night and all of a sudden, uh, you know, you get the, the P5 crew would show up mm -hmm. and, um, you know, and, and, you know, on Sunday, if you just kind of sat there on Sunday, you know, the community or, you know, or Saturday afternoon, the community, um, volunteers would show up and, you know, you'd see people who were, you know, basically retired, you know, or almost retired people just as passionate about doing what we were doing when we were 19 or 20 years old, you know, when are you going to get, when in your life are you going to get that where you feel like, Hey, you're, we're all, we're all like equals. And there wasn't a lot of like, uh, you know, I'm the boss, you know, you're just doing this job kind of mentality or, you know, there was, you know, although it's not like there wasn't a hierarchy in the, in the radio station, but you never felt like nobody was there because they had to be there. Everybody was there because they wanted to be there even the people who were, you know, had responsibility and had a job to do. Everybody was there because they wanted to be. And, and, and so, you know, looking back on it, you go, I mean, when, when in your life are you ever going to have another chance to hang out with, you know, uh, Tony Jackson and Basha, you know, and Dave Mock and, you know, you, you were a character. I know you didn't think it, but you were, and you know, and feel like we're we're all we all have this this common bond, and it was never forced. It was always very you know very natural and easygoing, and uh, it, it's it's rare that you find that you know anywhere, uh, work, school, 
you know, your friends, it, it's, it's rare that you're going to find that. So, you know, as, as a 19 year old, it was, you know, it was refreshing. Um, and, you know, it didn't hurt that we, we hung out a lot outside of the radio station. As I recall, what was there any time outside the station? I thought it was just all there. Well, <laughs> yeah, only the, we only invited you to the parts that were in the station. Right. right. We didn't invite you to the non-station parts because you were the boss. Right. It's probably better. You, you were management. <laughs> Todd Packer, this was a lot of fun. Let's do it again sometime. Uh, I would love to. Next time, I'll even prepare my my answers and not make them up on the fly. I, I like I like the spontaneity. It felt it's real. Me. It is real. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Thanks, Brian.